this setup is crazy. I, I This is not how I imagined it, but... I wish you were able to come to the studio and see our like our actual professional setup because this is it doesn't give the same feel it's an experience yeah hashtag COVID-19 so hey what is up everyone it's Bushra and I am rounding out the identity series that we have and with me I have a special guest a longtime family friend a roomie bestie, confidant, all of the above. Um, And we're just going to have a conversation about us and our backgrounds and the similarities and differences between the two. Like I always mention in practically every episode, you guys by this point know that I am Somali. Uh, My family came to the U.S. as refugees back in 96. And Anissa's family has a similar story. They came to Utah I think a year before we did. And so 20 plus years of knowing each other and a lot of history there. Do you want to introduce yourself, Anissa? I feel like you just gave me the best introduction I ever could have had. <laughs> I just feel so official with that introduction, but thank you. So my name is Anissa, as Bushra mentioned, and my family came to Utah in 95 as refugees. Um So it was my mom and four kids and trying to make it work in, you know, an entirely new continent, new culture. Um, And of course, you know, there were challenges and ups and downs with that. But, you know, here we are 24 years later and thriving. It's interesting to me that while our paths coming to the U.S. is similar, I think the way that we grew up is different because there's a little bit of an age gap between me and you. One other thing is that you're the oldest in your family. And in the typical, I guess, Somali household, there is a hierarchy and there is the share of responsibility that gets put on usually the oldest and in particularly if you're the oldest female. You have three siblings. I had seven siblings, which is quite a bit, but I was in the middle. So I didn't I didn't feel like I had as much responsibility as my older siblings. Yeah, definitely. It's true that the responsibilities for siblings greatly vary in Somali households. So the youngest maybe gets to go off and just gets lost in the mix and the youngest does what the youngest is going to do. And the middle child is usually there with some responsibilities, but it really tends to fall heavily on the oldest child, you know, whether male or female, but more heavily if that oldest child is, you know, a female. For me and my family, um, coming here to America without my dad and being without him for so long, that kind of meant a lot more of that falling on me. So almost being a second parent in our household. So my mom would go to work and she'd be home all day and then we'd come home from school and, you know, she has lunch, dinner prepared. And then it's this like list of, okay, well, make sure that your siblings get their homework done. Like if there's laundry to be done, throw the laundry in, get that folded, make sure they go to bed on time, make sure that you get your homework done. And so every night, I remember at nine o'clock, I'd have, you know, 
my check-in with the boss, aka my mom, where she'd call and, you know, I just kind of run her through the evening of, you know, yes, like everyone did their homework, you know, laundry's put away, we all ate, everybody's good. And she's like, okay, well, did you do your homework? Yeah, mom, I did my homework. Okay, well, you make sure you go to bed too, because you have school in the morning. And that was her opportunity to parent me after we went through those checks. So, you know, what that meant was my teenage years looked very different from my peers with that responsibility. And so there wasn't going over to, you know, Susie's house for her birthday party. It was more like, no, you're not. (laughs) You know, you have responsibilities and things to do. And, you know, it was hard to not be resentful growing up, um, missing out on so much. But as an adult now, I, I look back on it and just have so much more compassion for my mom and the fact that there was a lot that she did on her own without a partner and which I admire her so much for because I'm 32 years old and I could not take care of a household. But there are a lot of lessons that I learned that a lot of my friends did not learn until they were adults and probably still don't know. I like the fact that you brought up being a little bit resentful because while I didn't, I never had to work or go to a job. And I know that you did when you were in high school, but I still had like housework to do, taking care of the kids, that kind of stuff to a more minor degree. But I was very resentful. I was so (laughs) resentful. I remember, (laughs) I remember going on a rant I was probably like ninth or 10th grade in high school and just being like so annoyed with my younger siblings and my older sister too. I don't understand why I have to take care of these kids. They're not even my kids. They're not my responsibility. Like I didn't choose this life, but like completely selfish outlook because I'm a freaking teenager. I felt like everyone else got to live their life at school while I, as soon as the the bell rang, I had to get on the bus and get back home so that my mom could go to work and make a freaking living to pay for everything that we need. And she's a single mother, but that's not the way that I looked at stuff. I was just, it felt like everything was being done to me, to me, to me, to me. It was very eye-centric. And I like looking back at that, I recognized that, but I was still resentful because I was like, I want to go to Lagoon with all of my friends, like stay after school for X, Y, and Z club. And I couldn't do those things because I still had those responsibilities. And I think a lot of people with immigrant parents might be able to relate to this. Those feelings are okay. You know, I come to terms with it because I like it's different. Like people in different households have different experiences and you're right. Those experiences shape who you are. And I feel like, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I feel like I matured a lot earlier than a lot of my peers. And I think that helped me a lot in terms of like the way that I deal with people or communicate with people. And um, I'm not going to lie, like I still have like immature qualities, but that's just my personality. (laughs) That's just my personality. But I also feel like it gave me some sort of motivation to figure out what success meant to me in like the world. Like once all of this is over, once I don't have this responsibility, what are my goals? What do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? I know a lot of people tried and failed. So like what would make me the exception to the rule? I think that that question kind of is a sore spot for me because 
again, there was so much of my own ambitions that I was kind of putting on the back burner to help support the family that I didn't get to explore that question early on. You know, I had good jobs after school, but I wasn't exactly sure where my career was headed because everything kind of revolved around taking care of the family and putting the family first. But as I got older, I think, you know, I was able to set better boundaries just because then the family wasn't so dependent on me. My siblings were almost all adults. My mom was in a much better place financially. And so it meant that I could say no to a lot more things and say, I need to focus on me. I need to focus on school or I need to back away from the family business to pursue my goals. And that for me gave me a lot of freedom to be in a position to tell my mom no. It was a moment where I I learned my strength because I, I could say no to anyone on this earth, but it's very hard for me to say no to her. And, you know, that just comes from a place of love. I want to do everything that I can for her. But, you know, I've been in my career for a couple of years. I couldn't be happier. And she's been incredibly supportive of me. And and that's the other piece of it is, you know, our parents are oftentimes looked at these, you know, very hard women who withhold joy and affection to make you stronger. But it's so refreshing to see the other side when I know that my mom is cheering for me and rooting for me. I think we need to touch on the boundaries issue because it's such a like it's such a foreign concept to I want to say people like I want to say immigrant families in general because everything is so interwoven. It's so codependent. Everyone works for the same goal, making sure that the family unit is strong. And a lot of times that means boundaries get skewed. I know that it's a hard thing to do. And it comes along with a lot of guilt. Because for me, like in my experience, I think college is when I started putting boundaries because I wanted to take my education very seriously. I knew that I, the field that I wanted to go into was very competitive. I needed to be selfish. Like at that point, my siblings were a little older. They didn't need the constant coddling. And I know there were like expectations for me as like, you know, a girl to like come home at a certain time and like still do household chores, take care of the household. But I remember just like sitting down with my mom because at this point, this is like my second semester in college and I was taking some kind of difficult science classes. She would call me at school while I'm in the library studying, saying, where are you? When are you going to come home? What are you doing? And I'd be in like study groups and it's so embarrassing to have your mommy call you (laughs) to check in on you saying, when are you going to come home? And I'm like, bruh, I have finals. Leave me alone. Let me study. Right. And I remember coming home. I was so pissed. Like, listen, do you want me to succeed in life? Yes or no? (laughs) I remember having this conversation with her and she's like, yeah, of course I do. Why would you ask me that question? I'm like, I need you to trust me and to know that the things that I'm doing is for the sole purpose of me bettering my education, following the goals I want. I know that you're not sold on it completely, but like, just trust me in this process. And like, I just showed her how passionate I guess I was about school and it got better. I'm not going to say like, (laughs) you know, it went off without a hitch throughout my four years of undergrad, but it got a little bit better. But I just started like reiterating, you know what, today I'm spending the whole day studying. I'm not going to pick up a spoon to wash in the sink. I'm not going to clean anything. I'm going to sit my ass down and study for X amount of hours because I need to do really well on this test. 
I felt like I was the first one to do that in my family. I have four older siblings. And at that point, they were all working uh, either full-time or part-time jobs to sustain the family. I didn't have to work. I had like a full-ride scholarship and work-study. That was it. It was very manageable. So I felt like in doing that, I was able to get through school without having to take any gap years. I was able to just focus solely on school. And I don't think my siblings had that same opportunity. I always say this, being further down, being the middle child, middle to like younger child is a very privileged place to be in because I didn't necessarily need to, you know, worry about whether the rent was going to be paid or whether the bills were going to be paid. I can focus more on me. And even now, when I look at my younger siblings, they are more privileged than I was. I'm not going to lie. I get a little peeved sometimes with all the stuff that they have and the lack of consequences for their actions. But also, I'm really proud that they're in that position because that opens up a lot more opportunities for them to pursue things, not even necessarily in academia, but like outside of that and like figuring out what their interests are or hobbies. I didn't have a freaking hobby growing up. So looking back... Did you see yourself where you are today? In some ways, yes. In other ways, no. As far as living near my mom and able to help her, yeah, that was always a part of my plan. You know, and I think that comes from being Somali, that like I would have a lot more opportunities in my career leaving the state, but then I would I would leave with a lot of guilt. It's not guilt that I feel bad about. It's not guilt that I wish would go away. Like I want to be here and near her to support her in whatever she needs. And she really doesn't ask a lot of me anymore. And so that still allows me to pursue my passions and my career. Um, the thing that I did not see when I thought about this is that what a good relationship we would have. Like don't get me wrong, some days it's it's rough. Some days I feel like I'm 13 years old again and just being told and nothing that I'm seeing or doing matters. It's just what she wants. But for the most part, though, we've really learned to communicate and hear each other out and, you know, come to the table with mutual respect and love for each other. I had a conversation with a friend a couple months ago who had said that she basically trained her mom. And I said, please send me your manual. <laughs> I I need this. But, you know, Somali mothers can't be trained. You can only just get a morsel of change and just be thankful for that and accept it. And you run with it. You know, you take that win. But yeah, I mean, we're at a place where things are really good. Like we talk every night, you know, I share my goals with her, like tell her my ambitions and those are things that weren't there. And I think that kind of came from setting the boundaries of like, I'm working on these things. So then when we have those conversations, you know, I can tell her I said no to you because I was working towards X, Y, and Z goal. And here's what I've accomplished. And this is what I still have left to do. So she can see that. And I know that she's rooting for me. I know that, you know, your mom is rooting for you. And but sometimes I look at them and I'm like, you are not the ladies I grew up with. <laughs> They're not. So shout out to our moms for, you know, experiencing so much growth in the same way that we all did. I mean, I always complain about my mom, but like, who does it? <laughs> but she is capable of change. She's changed a lot since growing up. 
though granted it's a slow paced growth sometimes a lot slower than I would like it I think for me it maybe went a little faster because my family moved to Minnesota right before I started med school and I was the only one left in Utah like I never thought that would happen in my life like being away from my family ever but the opportunity for growth was like almost exponential for me because I never realized how heavily I relied on my family to do things for me. (laughs) When I tell you, oh my God, this is so embarrassing, but I didn't even know how to like get my car registered. I didn't know how to get like an oil change. I never had to worry. You laugh at me, but I never had to worry about that kind of thing. And it was like, like I grew so much from that. And as mature as I thought I was, which I, I mean, I am a pretty mature person. I didn't know like real life, things like practical things. I didn't know how to do those things because they were always taken care of for me just by virtue of having older siblings and having a mother that coddled me. And like, you know, I think that if we push ourselves and if we push the people that we love, we're all capable of growing. If we emphasize the thing that we value and make people see the value in them, they'll recognize the validity in our choices. And then now I have this next chapter of residency ahead of me. I'm moving for residency. It's going to be completely different because I'm not going to be in Utah anymore where I grew up, where I have friends and family here and you guys. Like I'm not going to have that base level of support anymore. So I anticipate more growth, growing pains up the wazoo. As far as how I'll get there, I don't know, but I know that I will because I feel like I'm a strong enough person to take on that challenge. And I have people to fall back on, to call to, to cry, (laughs) to cry to, all of the above. And then I also feel like I'll have a good support system at the residency program that I'm going to. I also think it's going to be a change for my mom who's going to be up in Minneapolis because she's not going to know anyone in freaking North Carolina. (laughs) So she won't have anyone to call and be like, what's Busha up to? So it's going to be a completely different ball game for all of us. And it's going to take some time. But you know what? I'm 27 years old. I think I'll be able to do to do the damn thing. Are you going to miss me when I'm gone? I am going to miss you exponentially. What I won't miss is when I'm coming down the stairs and you turn the corner and you scream at the top of your lungs because you were the most easily startled person on this planet. So honestly, good luck living alone. (laughs) I almost feel like I'll be one of those people that needs to like have a nightlight on. Because I do get startled easily and I've never been in the position. Well, I guess I during my away rotations, I lived on my own. But like forever, like that's crazy to me. Like I've never had the opportunity to live on my own like that. And most people do it right out of college. I'm doing it for residency. It's like a different, like I said, a different pace for everybody. The other thing I want to work on personal growth. Um, And this is going to be like a great test for me because I'm going to have to figure out how to make friends as an adult. (laughs) I feel like you make friends the easiest of anyone I know. (laughs) I've seen it where we walk into a room and somehow you've got like five to 10 friends suddenly, people who are just like, I love her. I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) So I have no doubt that you're going to make friends. I don't know, a new place, but I will figure it out. 
I'll make new friends. The other thing I have to do, and I, I think I'm pretty bad at is, and I heard she always gets at me for this, but like maintaining the relationships I have now and keeping in contact and every once in a while checking in. I don't know why I'm so bad at that. Even like my mom calls me and she's all like, what, you're not going to call me? And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I struggle with that also. But the other side to that is when I see that friend again, it's like no time has passed and we just pick up right where we left off. And I also think that that's a true test of like, is your friendship real? You know, is it a friendship where you need to talk every single day for it to be real? Or is it one that you both know you can go about your lives and when you're together again, you just pick right back up. I think we have the latter. I think you're right. So with all this talk about growth and how we've transformed into the people that we are today, making sure that you set up appropriate boundaries with people, making sure that you lead with your values and what you want for yourself, allowing the growing pains to settle in order for you to like learn the lessons that you're meant to learn from all the experiences that you have and then utilizing them and also allow other people to grow too. I think those things will have to be incorporated into the new life I'm going to build myself in North Carolina. With all of that being said, um, I just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in to our conversation. And I hope that you um, could relate to some of the things that we talked about in this series and maybe learned something. We would love to hear what you guys got out of this identity series and would love for you guys to reach out. We're on Instagram at Bundle of Hers. Um, until next time, folks. Bye bye. Ooh, can Anissa also say bye? <gasps> of course she can. Ooh, should I say bye bye in like the busher way or is that like trademarked? No, that's trademarked. That's, oh, that, girl, don't come for my thunder, girl. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, bye bye for now. <laughs>